0: We started a series last week that's titled Room for Growth, and I said it last week. I'm going to be preaching to myself throughout this series, and uh, there was a a little statement that I said, and I want us to say it again this morning, but I have not attained it, and I have room for growth. And I want you to say that with me this morning. You ready? One, two, three. I have not attained it. I have room for growth. We think sometimes, oh, because I've been a Christian X amount of time, I said, I'm good. But the reality is that every single one of us has room to continue to grow. This guy right here has room to grow. And an area that I want to talk about today in which I know I have room to grow and many of us have room to grow is the area of love. See, there's room for growth in the area of love. There's room to grow in that area of love. And I want us to get into the word because sometimes we don't understand how important love is for our God. And go to Matthew chapter 22 to start off this morning. Matthew chapter 22. It says in verse 34. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. This is important for us to understand. Love is a commandment, we are commanded to love. And according to the scripture that we just read, it's three pockets. First, we're commanded to love God. Then we're commanded to love people. And then we're commanded to love ourselves. See, part of the situation is that people don't know how to love others because they don't know how to love themselves and they don't know how to receive the love of God and the forgiveness of God. And so we don't like something in us. And if I can't love me, I can't love someone else. This story or this Segment is also found in the book of Luke chapter 10. In Luke chapter 10, it says that this lawyer, and by the way, a lawyer back then is not what we think of as a lawyer today, right? A lawyer was someone who interpreted the law of Moses, the Mosaic law. And so this lawyer asked Jesus the question, and did you catch that he asked him a question in order to try to test him or trick him? He asked Jesus that same question. It's in Luke chapter 10. What's the greatest commandment? And Jesus, knowing the guy was a lawyer, said, hey, what's your interpretation of it? How do you read it? And the guy says the same thing Jesus said. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, you've done good. You've answered right. But then there's a phrase in there. It says that the lawyer asks him this question in order to justify himself. Who's my neighbor? You know, we're so good at justifying ourselves. Oh, I didn't do this because of. Oh, I I did not because. And can I tell you something? When you're trying to justify yourself, you probably weren't doing it the right way. When you're having to justify yourself, when this guy's having to justify himself and saying, who's my neighbor, it means the guy wasn't walking in the love he's supposed to walk in. And that's an area that I know I got to continue to grow in walking in love and by the way the love that we're talking about here is the agape love the unconditional love god loves us unconditionally but man do we love with condition what does it mean to love with condition you know if you bring up something you did for the person you didn't do it out of genuine love it actually had a condition Maybe not because you put it, but there was an expectation. And when you have an expectation of what is going to be the result of doing something, what is the reality? There was a condition. And look at Romans chapter 12. As you go start looking at Romans chapter 12, I'm just going to be honest, transparent. I told you last week, God was convicting me, and I'm going to be preaching to myself. I was reading this passage in Romans chapter 12 early in the beginning of this month or towards the end of last month it was in part of the daily bible reading and i got to romans chapter 12 and romans chapter 12 a lot of us quote it right verses 1 and 2 where it talks about do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind but then you get to verse 9 and verse 9 says this let love be genuine Feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, or for by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. See, as you read your Bible, have you ever noticed that they put like a little phrase in front of a section? Kind of like tells you what that section is going to be about. So here's a little Bible reading lesson or Bible reading thing for us to understand. The Bible was not written with chapters and verses. That was added on when the Bible was comprised and put together, okay? This was a letter from Paul to the Corinthian church. However, if you read that little section, it's titled this, Marks of the True Christian. So I was sitting in my house at my desk doing my daily Bible reading And I read this, and the Lord just kind of hit me. I didn't hear an audible voice, but I got that. You got to keep growing. Are these areas in your life developed to the place where they're supposed to be? And love is to be genuine. Genuine, another word for it is sincere. When you look that up, what does it mean to be genuine? What does it mean to be sincere? It means to be authentic, to be real. And there's a lot of us that we don't do things out of genuine motivation. We're not loving the way we're supposed to unconditionally. And the word hit me hard, let your love be genuine. You look up the word genuine and the word sincere, the word sincere is comes when you look at the etymology of the word, it comes from the Latin meaning sincera, sincera or without wax. And there's a lot of different stories, if you would, that have been passed down from generation to generation as to where does this word originator come from or what does it mean? One of the stories that you has been shared is that the Romans would build these pots, and they would tell people that the pots would be able to hold water or liquid, and the reason they could is because they would put a layer on the bottom of the pot of wax. And so that would make it that water would not exit or leave. However, with time, the wax would wear off, melt away, and now that container would no longer be able to hold water. It would go through. So the people would look and say, hey, this is sincera, without wax. Another story that comes along from that time period is that people would make, again, clay pots or vases. And if there was an imperfection, they would fill that imperfection with wax. And when it would dry, they would paint over it. And they would try to sell it off as an authentic, perfect piece. However, when you got it and put it up to the light, you would see the cracks. And they would say, hey, I don't want this. I want one seen, set. I want one that does not have a blemish, that does not have a problem. And here's the reality. Our love has to be without wax our love has to be without blemish our love has to be genuine love for who number one god and we've got to love people but can i tell you you also got to love you many times we have hardship loving god because we don't love us We have hardship loving people because we don't love us. And what I've experienced or encountered is many times we don't have love for us because we have not forgiven ourselves for faults or situations. We go back and replay things that happened in our lives 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Childhood memories or memories with when our kids were children. And only if I had done this, I'd be in a different situation. You're not receiving God's love and forgiveness for you. And then you can't walk in the fullness of love. Sometimes we think, well, I just got to, it's got to be for everyone. But hey, yes, you've got to take care of you too. I mean, I said it last week. If you've ever been on an airplane, the first thing they tell you, right? You got the flight attendants come up and they're like, hey, if there's a sudden loss in cabin pressure, a little mask is going to come down. Put yours on first and then help the people around you. Some of us are not walking in the fullness of genuine love because we haven't obeyed God in loving self. Our love's got to be genuine. Aside from the fact that our love's got to be genuine, can I tell you another one? We got to love even our enemies. This is not the word of David. Watch. Go to Matthew, go back to Matthew, go to Matthew chapter six and look at what Jesus says in Matthew chapter six, starting in verse 43. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. So Jesus says, you've heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. I've got room to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I don't pray for some people sometimes that I should be praying for. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Instead of praying for the one persecuting. Actually, what did it say in Romans chapter 12? Bless them and do not curse them. Amen. Guys, I got room to grow. Or right, am I, I'm preaching myself. You can apply it too, but I'm preaching myself. Am I truly and honestly praying for the person that hurt me? Am I truly honestly praying for and trying to figure out how to show love Amen. to that person? As a matter of fact, Romans took it a step further. He said, if your enemy's hungry, buy him a cheeseburger. It's not what it said, but you got the point, right? If he's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. On your way to work, buy him a Krispy Kreme donut. I said this earlier, first service. I I like food, people. If you didn't know that about me, I like food. And um, with my wife's injury, she can't drive, and I was driving her to work early in the morning. I had to go get my blood drawn, and so I was fasting. And uh, I get down, and I park, and I grab her purse and her things, and I'm walking everything in, and we go into the building, and there was a box with a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. I looked, and I thought, do I reschedule my appointment? (laughs) Will they really know if I ate it, you know? Let's get back to it. Guys, what are we doing with those? The Bible calls us to love people. It commands us to love people. There's a saying I say. I'm going to be honest. My wife doesn't like it every time I say it. She tells me, why do you say that? I'm going to say it anyways today. I'm not called to like everybody, but I'm called to love everybody. We confuse those statements, right? We confuse it. I can love you even if I don't like you. I might not go watch a baseball game with you. Maybe we have different personalities. Maybe I like baseball and you like golf. Or like both, but whatever. The Bible doesn't tell me like everybody. As a matter of fact, go back to Romans. Look at what it said. It says, as long as it's your responsibility, live a peaceable life with everybody. You got to try. Some people don't. There's people that I reach out to to try don't answer my calls or my text messages. I tried God. And guess what? If they did call, I'm going to drop what I'm doing and I'm going to do what I can and show love. But I got room to grow. We think, well, but now they throw it back, right? Well, but I don't really like them. So am I being sincere? If I try to show them love, grow bubble, grow. Grow and be able to love the person no matter what. Love the person. Help the person. Pray for the person. It's what the Bible said. Pray for them. Feed them. Help them. Pastor, it's hard. Absolutely. I don't got it figured out. I got moments where it's like, I don't want, but but God, I don't want to, but I told you to, but I don't want to, but I told you to love them, help them, feed them, take care of them, pray for them. Lord, help me love, help me love because here's part of the situation that we need to understand. Our love is supposed to preach. Preach. Our love is supposed to preach. Watch. I'm going to back it up with scripture. Go to Matthew, uh, go to John chapter 13. John chapter 13. It's again, Jesus talking. I tell you guys all the time, it's okay to read books, but you got to read what Jesus says. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. Where'd you go, John? Here you are, John. A new commandment. I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another caveat or sorry, not a caveat side note, Jesus loved Judas even though he knew Judas was going to betray him. All right. Just as I have loved you, you're also to love one another and look at verse 35 by this All people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You know, one of the issues that we're having in the world today is that the body of Christ doesn't love itself and love each other. I can't tell you how many times I've encountered where somebody moves to a different church that said, I don't talk to them anymore. Newsflash. There's not going to be a heaven for 3W Church and a different heaven for the church down the street and a different heaven for the church in the other corner. It's heaven. And this thing that we don't talk to each other, we unfriend each other, we unfollow each other on social media and all these things because now they go to a different church, that is demonic. Because that's division and not love. We're supposed to be the body of Christ. Watch. Love God, love people, love self. The body of Christ does not love itself many times. And the people who are unsaved, you and I reach out to them. Hey, come on, man. Jesus loves you and I want you to come with me. It's like, I don't want to go there. That place is full of hypocrites. I want nothing to do. Why? Because what they're looking at seeing is like he had a problem. I beat him down. Oh, la, 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 la. I get scripture. And and by the way, the word of God is directed to believers. The Holy Spirit convicts you of sin. You get saved and you read the word of God and the Holy Spirit teaches you through the word of God. But what do we do many times as Christians? We find the verse and we go to the person who is unsaved. Unrepentant, and we get the verse, look what it says, look what it says, and it's like, that's not written to me, it's in a different language. You know how we reach them? Love them. Now, watch, watch. Love them does not mean that I go and tell you that whatever you're doing is okay. Love does not mean affirm. But we're called to love people. We're called to pray for people. Even our enemies. Even the people that talked bad about you. Even the people that hurt you. And all of the above. How many of you got room to grow? (laughs) to make matters worse, there's some unsaved people that are more genuine in the way that they love others Amen. than saved people. We got to fix that. And it starts by acknowledging I can grow. It starts by looking and saying, I'm going to start making the difference. Oh, but what can I do? A lot. I've I've shared this story. I'm probably tired of hearing it. You've all heard this story. You've read it, but I'm going to say it again anyways. The little kid that's out by the water, and he goes out to the ocean, and the whole entire seashore is full of starfish that had washed ashore. And this little kid is trying to go and grab the starfish and throw them in the water. And he's throwing them in the water. And there's like thousands of them. And some cynical old person comes and looks at them and says, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. There's no way you can get them all. And he's, you're not making a difference. And the kid says, to that one, I made a difference. And sometimes we lose the zeal. That it talked about in Romans 12. We go through situations and we allow the cynicism to grow in us. I've seen this before. Let's see if this change will last. Let's fill in the blank. But when we look and respond with love. No matter what. I'm going to love you no matter what. The way that God has loved us no matter what. Man, if there was a movie about my life and every minute of the day and second of the hour, I'd look at it and be like, why, how, how do you still choose to love me? I suck. But he loves me anyways. But then we turn around and put condition on who we show the same love to. That's not of God. What do we need to look and say? I can grow in this area. How do we grow in it? Guys, we spend time with God. You spend time with him. You know, everybody has a unique smell, right? Every house has a unique smell. You know what I'm talking about, right? I'm not saying bad smell, good smell. Just everybody has a unique smell. La carreta has a unique smell. Leave la carreta and you got to wash your clothes. Like, you know what? It's legit. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) What smell are we giving off? Are we giving off the smell of God because we've been spending time with God? Or do we smell of the world because that's what we spend time with? Who you and I spend time with is what we're going to smell like. And so, how do we spend time with God? How do we smell like God? Guys, we worship, we pray, we read scripture. People are probably tired of me hearing me say it, but I'm gonna say it over and over again. We were called or we supposed to read the Bible every day. Right. Read the Word of God every day. Oh, but I don't have time. We got time for a lot of other things. Let's make time for God. Right. Can I tell you something? When you give him the first of your day, he's able to accelerate all the other things. The commandment was love him first. We're failing on that when we don't give him time. I know that hurt. It hurts me too. I told you, this came out of my daily Bible reading, where I felt confronted by God saying, are you loving genuinely? We're going to talk about it in the next couple of weeks, but the second sentence of that verse, abhor evil. Some of y'all don't know what the word abhor means. Don't worry about it. I looked it up because I didn't know either. It means to hate. But you know what many of us believers do? Oh, it doesn't affect me. I can still watch it. Oh, that's their business. I'm just here. No, no, no. Hate evil. Don't tolerate it. Guys, I got room to grow. And here's the challenge I have for you and if you're watching online this morning. Recognize as Paul wrote and said, it's not that I've attained it. I press on. Worship team, as you come to the altar, where well, we can look and say, "I've got room to grow in my love. I've got room to grow in the way that I pursue God. I have room to grow in the way that I pray for people. I have room to grow in the way that I've reached the lost. Got to make it where it's second nature." Do you and I, we need to understand something. There are people, everywhere we go, we encounter people who don't know Jesus. As a matter of fact, in this building, there's probably people who don't know Jesus. And we shouldn't be surprised by that. In this building, there's people who are hurting, and we shouldn't be surprised by that. Let me tell you, last time I walked into Baptist Hospital, I was not surprised. To see people walking around with IV poles, to hear coughing, I was not surprised to hear an announcement that said, crash cart to such place, because I'm in a hospital. And we got to understand that when we walk in here, we're patients. And God wants to heal us. He wants to restore us. He wants to deliver us. Can we acknowledge and say, we're sinners in need of saving. And we are Christians, if you've already asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, who still have room to grow. And an area that I want us to be challenged with today is, is there room to grow in our love for God, for others, and for self? Stand to our feet.